It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is the afternoon show. We are at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Ike Reese, Elliot Short Parks hanging out with you on this January 2nd, Tuesday. It's our first day back since the new year. So everybody's wishing, wishing each other a happy new year. But as usual here in the Delaware Valley, we are not happy right now because no. the Eagles have lost three out of four. Is it four out of five or three out of four? It's four out of, four out of five, right? Four out of five games. I, I can't well, keep count. Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle, and uh, now Arizona. Yeah, we have five losses, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm saying yeah, yeah, four yeah. of the last five. Gotcha. Yeah, no, you're right. Four, four yeah. out of five. Anyway, here to make us feel better is Eagles' former quarterback, my former teammate, my quarterback. That's my guy, Donovan McNabb. Hold on. I got to bring in Big Five. Big Five, what's up, brother? Uh, what's going on? How you doing, baby? What's happening? Well, happy new year, first and foremost. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, now that we got that out of the way. It, I know that's right. Yeah, it is not a happy new year here in Philadelphia, man. How okay. in the world did we lose get that game? Yeah, how did we lose that game Sunday to Arizona? And then I, I will get to asking you ultimately, how did we get to losing four out of five games? But let's start with Sunday's game. What did you think about that game Sunday? Uh uh, it was atrocious, and I, I've talked about so many times just on the offense of what we need to do it in, in order for us to, to kind of bring that creativity and explosiveness back. Um, we had guys that were missing uh, that were critical in the success that we've had uh, and just lacking in the losses. But more importantly, I think we should focus on the defense. The defense to me, when, when Patricia took over, he was trying to cover up a lot of the, the major flaws that we have and, and trying to put us in pretty much zone coverage and, and uh, you know, trying to bring four week before strong to just apply a little bit of pressure. But when you can't stop the run and that sets up the play action and then you have a mobile quarterback who can buy a little bit of time, it works in a negative favor for us, meaning it does not go out well. And, and so I think for this football team, there's a lot of cleaning up to do, and we've covered up a lot of it because last year we won won a bunch of games, and it, it hit a lot of our flaws. And then this year, when we're not as explosive, and pretty much the creativity isn't the same because of that, uh, everything gets exposed. Curious, you mentioned uh, how they have to clean things up. Um, from your time as a player, when you get this far into the season, and when cleaning up, obviously, I'm assuming you mean things like penalties, turnovers, uh, those type of things. Tackling. Hard, yeah, tackling on oh defensive side of the ball. Yeah. We, I think they missed 12 tackles. A season Sunday. high in missed tackles yeah. Yeah, <laughs> last week. But I'm curious from a player perspective, how hard is it to, to get those things actually corrected this late in the season? Or is this? do you think they're just who they're going to be for however much longer their season uh, is going? Uh, you know what? I would hate to say that this is who we are. But it's leaning very close to that. And I, and I think we can go through practice. You can change the practice schedule. You can change the approach. You can simplify the offense. We've already dumbed down the defense, to be honest with you, and, and it hasn't worked in our favor. Uh, and, and missing Slay, it hurts us. Um, I will say that. But I, I think Ringo has done a good job in, in, in called to duty. I think he's a guy that we definitely can look forward to the future. 
uh, of this organization playing the corner position. But I, I just think personally it's got to be a mentality. It has to be an attitude from our core, core leaders. It has to be someone or a group of guys to step up and set the tone. And to me, everyone is feeling the same when, when you have an organization and you have a winning franchise, you have your core, core guys that can elevate the play of everyone else while they're playing at that level. I, I can honestly say that we just don't have that right now. And everyone's looking around for somebody else to do it. And when we do create a big play or we do put ourselves in positions to, uh, you know, back them up or we create a big play, there's always one or two plays that brings us back to reality. Yeah, and I, I look at that game Sunday. I, I don't have much, much fault, if, if any at all, uh, for the offense. They were only out there for 20 minutes uh, right. in that game. Uh, the, Cardinals, and the second quarter was awful. Yes. Second quarter, we, we didn't have the ball in the second quarter. So At, at all. Know. Yeah, it's, it's – and part of that's the, uh, uh, the Sidney Brown touchdown. So, they, the uh, Arizona offense went right back out there on the field after they gave up that touchdown. Let me, right. let me ask you about the second-to-last drive of the game and just your thoughts on what you saw when the, uh, after the onside kick and the Eagles had the opportunity to go down there and either go up by a touchdown or by a field goal. Uh, what did you think of that sequence of plays there after the onside kick? No consistency. There's no, and it's, it's been a tribute, really, Ike, to be honest with you, that this has been a week-in, week-out thing. And when you have that opportunity to kind of put your foot on the throat, you got to take full advantage of it. And we haven't been able to do that all season. And, and I, I think I give, I give credit to the Cardinals and their coaching staff. Obviously, he, he was very aware of the way to approach us, you know, things to look for, giving his, his keys to the success to his players so they can focus in on their keys and make the plays when they were there to be made. But we still had great opportunity to really blow the doors out of this game. And we just weren't able to capitalize on it. And me being an offensive guy, I focus a lot on the offense, you know, of those opportunities that we missed. And, and it's just kind of been this way the last couple of weeks. If something has to trigger trigger for us at some point going right into the playoffs, and right now we're trending the wrong way with the, with the energy level and the play, while we're trying to accomplish that common goal. I'm curious uh, for your perspective on this. We haven't talked about him a lot today, but obviously as you know, the best quarterback in franchise history, I want to know how you feel he's playing. What have you seen from Jalen uh, recently, I guess in that game specifically, but with the offensive struggles, it seems his name is not coming up a lot. How do you feel uh, Jalen's been playing recently? Well, I mean, from what we've seen last year, I think everyone was looking for that to be every year. And it just doesn't happen that way. Look at all across the league and the way it's over the years. I mean, you come out and you have a, a great season. You win the Super Bowl, you don't. Majority of times when you don't win the Super Bowl that next year, something's going to take a hit. If it's going to be injuries, you know, the play is not as creative and explosive as it was, the consistency. It's always something that comes back that next year when you don't win the, win the uh, Super Bowl. But more importantly for Jalen, what I'm seeing is obviously he was a little banged up early on. And if it was the knee, if it was the ankle or shoulder, whatever it may be, uh, he wasn't himself early on. And I think once he got a little bit healthier, the expectations of everyone think, oh, well, he's better, he's got to run the ball. And it's not so much of him always running the ball. Because there's times he runs eight, nine carries, and some of that is off scrambles or just, you know, it just leaves the opportunity for him to take off. But we have to be able to turn around and get a ball to our running back. And I know we didn't run as many plays in this game. And when you have 211 total yards, that is awful. That's, that, that's not even first half stats. Like, that, that's not something that we can hang our hat on as an offense. And Jalen being the leader, he's going to be the one that everyone's going to focus on. Uh, but it's, it's a little bit more than just Jalen. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. I, I, hell, Jalen, the last couple of weeks, I think, has been fine. I, you know, you had the, the, the fluke interception last week where Dallas Goddard right. was falling down coming out of his break. Exactly. Uh, that, and that interception Sunday don't even count as far as I'm concerned. That Hail Mary uh, at the end of the game that was picked up. I think, I think he's been playing a, a whole lot better. Are you seeing anything else? Because uh, we, we, we've almost res, uh, resigned to the idea that the defense – 
it's just not going to be good this year. But, but from an offensive standpoint, we seem to be dissecting everything about the offense. Like, is there anything you're seeing with the offense that you think we could be doing better, or are you okay with how the offense is sort of operating? Well, I can't, I can't say that I'm, I'm okay with it with, when we're in this position. And, and so I, 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 would like to see, I would like to see Swift and Gainwell be more of a focal point in this offense. And, and I say that because we have a 1,000-yard rusher, and I guarantee probably 80% of the league probably don't even know DeAndre Swift's 1,000 yards. Did you know that, Ike? No, I mean, well, obviously I'm here, so, yeah, we knew yeah, coming up. But, but, but I'm but saying nobody your point. Would ever certainly wouldn't think that. he's like fifth or sixth right. in the league. Yeah, no, I understand years. your point, yep. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So he's got to be more of a focal point. And to be honest with you, remember, I've been barking about this for the last eight weeks. And for him to have 1,000 yards rushing, he could easily have 13, 1,400 yards rushing right now. Yeah. If we made that a point. If we made that a point of emphasis with him and, and Gainwell, and then that sets up our play-action game, which, yes, we need to attack a little bit more downfield, but we can't do that if safeties aren't, aren't really reading keys as far as us running the football. And so, yes, with losing Dallas, Dallas got her in, in the middle of the season hurt us. It really hurt us because that's more of a an uh, – uh, an attacker down the middle of the football field, put pressure on safeties and linebackers. But mm-hmm. there's got to be some point where we, we at least are spreading the ball around and getting more involved. Listen, I know A.J. Brown is mad and not talking to the media, and sometimes your silence speaks louder than your words. Um, mm-hmm. But I just think as far as where we are with this organization in this office, there's got to be a little bit more approach each game so the teams know, okay, we got to still uh, – focus on A and B, and then, yes, if they do C, then we got to be able to adjust. I just don't feel like defenses have that mentality like they did the last year, last year when they approach our offense. Your confidence level that we can make a deep run uh, in the playoffs, and almost, you know, what happens Sunday, it does matter, but from a standing standpoint, it may not matter because if the Cowboys win, we're going to be the fifth seed. We won't get a chance to host a playoff game, more likely than not, and we're going to be on the road playing the winner of the NFC South. Uh, what's, what's your confidence level with the way the team is playing right now that we can make a deep run in the playoffs? I personally have that. I have that confidence. I have that confidence. And if we play the NFC South, I think it works out in our favor anyway on the road. And sometimes you've got to be road warriors. And in this league this year, a lot of teams have struggled on the road. Uh, and so I think for us, we just have to keep it a mentality like it's a whole, it's still a whole field for us because our fans are going to travel. And when you, when you elevate your game, now all of a sudden, now you start to approach it a little bit differently. And so uh, I, I love our, our, our approach. I love our, our positioning right now, even though, yes, we would love the number one seed and we like home field advantage. But, you know, sometimes it don't work out that way. Now you got to take full advantage of it. And I think the pairing aspect for us will be a whole lot better. So when we do kind of get things rolling at the right time, then all of a sudden things begin to change. Man, from your lips to God's ears, man. Hopefully that's uh, that's something we can build off of. Thank you, my brother. Again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to the family, everybody. Keep your head up, brother. We're going to be all right. All right. (laughs) Eagles uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Donovan McNabb joining us right there. Still positive there. Still positive. Imagine being positive right Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. No, nobody buying it. Nobody's buying it. Huh? Yeah, you, you, well, there. Hey, everybody's in here like, what the hell is yeah. he talking about right I'm not now? mistaken. Didn't he, he did three straight road playoff games, right? That well, in 09. And was, I started to bring that up. That, that's probably the best uh, road playoff run that the Eagles have had. They went to New, uh, they went to Minnesota first. Yep. When it was New York. Took out Minnesota. Took out the number one seed in New York. And then went to the NFC Championship game against the Arizona and Cardinals. Nearly won that game. And nearly won that game as I'm going to tell you we had the lead late in that game, but the Le- defense yeah. couldn't get a stop. Although there was five minutes left, that's a long way to go. Could be the same this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, it could be. And I got I got to be honest with you, I, I I don't feel a deep playoff run right now. I, I don't feel it. And you know me, I'm 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 Mr. Optimistic. What has you most pessimistic about the playoff run? <sighs> The is fact it San that, Francisco or is it the play of You know the what? It's not even the opponents. It's us. The fact that we found some way to lose four out of five games. Yeah. I just didn't envision that this year, I, I, especially the opponents. You know, 
losing to San Fran and Dallas, it's explainable. We're going to lose to Drew Locke after being up 10, and then we come home two weeks later and lose to a hapless Arizona Cardinals team the way that we lost to where they just run the ball down our throat. I, I, I just – I just wonder if this team believes it. I just wonder if this team still believes that they have Super Bowl championship ability. It's, it's easy to say it because it's, it's a quote-unquote right thing to say. But do you really believe it? Do they really believe that? Yeah, so that, they haven't shown it the last, the last five weeks, man. Right. That, that would be my biggest concern is the, do the players have it in them to turn around? Like I can sit on this mic and say their offense is better right. than people think and they have Jalen, but do they feel that? But I think talking to Donovan is probably a, re, you know, is a reason why maybe you shouldn't feel as pessimistic. pessimistic. So you think about that team. McNabb got benched that year, yeah. right? They were a, That's a part disaster. part of the reason why I didn't bring it up. Yeah, yeah. A, a disaster at one point. But I think what that team showed was, A, ultimately, if you can get going and you have the talent, like anything is possible. But if you have a great quarterback, you can go into any game and feel like you can win it. So while their defense is a problem and they might just not have it in them to, to, to go on a run, they will still go into probably every game in the NFC feeling they have the better quarterback. And that, that is such a massive advantage in this sport. That, great, that, that team had great leadership. Uh, that team rallied around Donovan after he got benched in Baltimore and started Thursday night on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's, those are the likes of uh, John Runyon, Trey Thomas, Brian Westbrook. Um, you had, you had uh, Brian Dawkins on that team. You had Sheldon Brown on that team. Like Those were some leaders that had gone through the fires together, and they rallied around something. I don't feel this team rallying around anybody or any particular thing right now. You even go back to the Super Bowl team. They rallied around Carson going down and Nick Foles stepping in. And they did in 18, too. They did the same thing in 18, rallying around Carson going down and Nick Foles stepping in. This team doesn't feel like they've gotten anything to grab a hold on to and say, we're going to win it for this. They don't believe in us, you know, Put the put the put the Batman mask right. on. Like they don't have any of that going on right now. I, I don't feel any of that from the team. Well, what, what's interesting about that is because this is a team that, in theory, should have great leadership. Kelsey, Fletcher, BG. Now they're older, and I think that matters. But Jalen is discussed as one of you know the best leaders we've ever seen in yeah. the quarterback position. So, in terms of what they can rally around, I do wonder if in a way, the road in the playoffs will help this team. They get out of Philly. They do it together. I think right now at the link, fans are mad at this team. It can mm-hmm. be a bit of a tense situation. And going on the road together can be a way to rally you know, together and say we can do this. So, but I agree. It feels like at this point, like where's the, where's the belief from the players themselves that they can get that, And that's what I'm saying. I feel like for, for those few people that still do believe, it's, it's more belief on the outside, as right. small as it may be, than it is on the inside of the building. At least it's not coming out that way right now. Hopefully that changes uh, Sunday. 215-592-9494. We go back to the phones, get everybody in here. Uh, That was great um, conversation uh, with Donovan as he still seems to be positive on the team. That's a good thing. And uh, hell, if they can get a win Sunday, man, who knows? I do like the matchup. got to get momentum going. I do like the whole NFC South matchup. I I mean, I'd rather have that than to have some of these other matchups. Let's get uh, Andy from Deptford in here. What's up, Andy? Fellas, we live, we hot, what's going on? <laughs> what up, man? What's up, brother? Yo, Ike, man, hey, man, great job playing the point, man. You holding it down, the show man. sounds great. Oh, appreciate that, Andy, appreciate it. He's doing a great uh, job. It's like he's been doing this for a few Now, let's hit these Eagles, years. all right? I, I want to yes. get to the offense and defense. So, let's look at this defense first. I mean, we're, we're all, you know, we're, I don't think anybody's shocked with the, with the performance with the defense because – you know, there's not a lot of players on that side of the ball. But I, I look at the philosophy of the team. I mean, and you think you can put Manny Moe and Jack out there at linebacker, or you think you can just plug and play a special teams guy and read Blankenship at safety and think he's an adequate starter when he's a good tackler, but he's a huge liability in coverage. I mean, that's an issue. Two years in a row, we take D tackles in the first round. I mean, forget the names. A D tackle is the least – is the least impactful position on a defensive line. On a defensive unit. Forget 
safety line. A well, deep tackle well, to be fair, there's is only the two least impactful on position line, but... on all defenses, right? And then you, you look around the league at some of the top defenses, the Ravens, the Niners, the Jets. You look at some of their linebackers. I mean, the Ravens got Raekwon Smith, Patrick Queen, Kyle Van Noy. I mean, the Jets got Mosley. They got uh, they got Williams' uh, little brother. I mean, the 49ers, Fred Warner, Greenlaw. I mean, when are we going to get a good linebacker? Well, but Andy, I, I, Andy, well Andy, this year, we'll Andy, get Jeremiah Trotter, Jr. Andy, what, what, what have those teams won? I'm, I, what, Elliot, I'm not asking you. What, I'm talking about what well, have the Eagles won? What are you talking about? They might be on their way to win the Super Bowl this year. But the point I'm making, Andy, is the point I'm making is. What the Eagles won with this philosophy? Well, they almost won. Well, they won the Super Bowl in 2017, which is sooner than any of those other teams did. And they were in the Super Bowl last year. So they've had they've been better than those three franchises over the last five or six years. I'm not saying linebackers don't matter at all, but the organizational philosophy, the organ, well, I'm trying to do it in a nice way. If the, or the, the organizational philosophy of how they manage their resources has worked. I know right, this well, year the defense is really bad. Elliot, let me break it down to you like this, okay? This okay. defense is soft. This defense has been soft for years, and you know what? You're not going to win in this league with a the defense soft defense was not soft that last doesn't year. intimidate anybody. How was the defense soft last year? Are you oh, sure they had good the linebackers. They had T.J. But they didn't invest in those players. If he wants to say that they need to hit on linebackers, I agree Elliot. with that. But this idea that they need to invest big resources into the position, Elliot. I don't think that's Elliot. been proven true. Elliot, you need playmakers on that side of the ball. We have zero playmakers on defense. Zero. You can't I agree go with along. that. You yeah. can't go along draft, putting guys on offense, putting a cute offense together. This defense is so soft. We're not accustomed to this as Eagles fans. Now, let's look on the offensive side of things, okay? Real quick, go ahead. Go ahead, real quick. All right, before we want to bury the coach, let's look on the offensive side of things. When we won the Super Bowl, since you want to go back to that year, right, who got the most praise for that run? What player? You know, who's a legend in this town? The quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. The quarterback. So when you look at this team this year, who's got to get all the heat? The quarterback. The guy has been regressing. He doesn't step up in the pocket. Uh, what was my my guy from the Bucks? Uh, the coach from uh, Paul's world. He can't read. De- is he struggling to read a defense? I mean, this this guy's making two hundred plus million, and he's going backwards. Okay, he's going backwards big time. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit. No, not big time. I wouldn't go big time. He's going backwards, but the turnovers, uh, the turnovers have been a were, were were certainly an issue all, all year long. Um, I, I can't look at Jalen and, and, and blame him for Sunday's game. What no, are you I, talking about, I, Sunday's the, game? The last two weeks, Jalen's been really good. Uh, yeah, I think Jalen's been fine. Yeah, I think one issue Jalen's had this year. And he actually played opinion. good in that Seattle game to the end. I yeah, mean, those, those two interceptions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what, what, really one issue I think Jalen's had this year is he does leave clean pockets to me quicker than maybe he needs to. Sure. I do think that the passing game at points has been a little dysfunctional because of that. But I guess to Andy's ultimate point, I mean, he's the quarterback and franchise of the team. So he does hold some responsibility in the overall performance of the team and having to pull them out of this. Yeah, I, I can see that there. It's the afternoon show brought to you by Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Join us live tonight for the Brandon Graham Show and Players Lounge starting at 6 p.m. and continuing throughout the Eagles playoff run. And hopefully that's a long playoff. At least two games. They, they got to give me at least two games, man. You got to win at least the first game and then get me to the second game. You're talking about Baltimore is not good. Are you kidding me? They got, no, the, no, no. They got <laughs> the MVP on the team. Hold on. Both of those linebackers, I'd give both my arms to have on this team. I'd walk around here armless if we can have Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Queen <laughs> and Roquan. I'm just saying. I'm, yeah, I'm sacrificing limbs right now. <laughs> Which teams won more over the last five, six years? Do you want to be armless or legless? Me? Yeah, I mean, I would, if you had a choice, I would much rather be armless. Well, then I no, couldn't check hell my no, phone. no. I gotta be, I gotta be. I, I give up the legs. Actually, you're right, because then I couldn't like check Twitter and play on my phone. Yeah, I, I'd give up. I give up the legs. You got two one five. Give me the next Twitter. Poll. I'm just saying, walking around armless looks a little weird. But it would be, it would be yeah. tough. But you at least should be walking around. Yeah, you there's that? probably positives and negatives to both. I would think. <laughs> All right, two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I figure that's the way to end the segment. Yeah, there you man. go. That's All the way right. to walk around here armless. Yeah. But I would give that up for uh, Patrick Queen and um, Roquan Smith. 
You see that? You see that interception well, Smith had? I'm just saying. Tua? I, you would think the Ravens have multiple Super Bowls the way this like Andy was like. Hold on. But, but yeah, but but to his point, you know, no, nah, I can't because this, this is a run on longer than I needed yeah. to run on because you totally disrespected the linebacker position. And quite frankly, it's a proven philosophy and, of winning. Where? Here, the very city we're in. Yeah, 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 I forgot, I forgot all the trophies we got here. We got. Well, they got a trophy. They yeah, got, got more trophies trophy. in Baltimore. More they, trophies. They, no, they do not. Baltimore has two trophies. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm saying over the last five or six years. I'm okay, not okay. Well, we're, we're not. I'm not. We're not talking about the history of the Eagles. I'm saying <laughs> Howie Roseman's philosophy of linebackers. All right, give me out of here. Yeah. All right, we'll finish this when you. They come got back. a trophy last year too, for what it's worth. They did. They did. We get. It's called a second place trophy. Yes, hey. conference title. I'm sure it's San Francisco. I'm with you. I hope. I wear my conference ring with pride. Have you? Have you seen it? I have not. I no. thank you. That's but the point I was making. Yeah, 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 and seen it. Thank goodness for hey. Ike Reese. It's in the damn closet somewhere. Elliot Shore Parks, Ike Reese. He's maddening. We're back here on 94 <laughs> WIP. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whoa. Welcome back, Sports Radio 94 WIP. We're at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Ike Reese, Elliott Shore Parks. Uh, two days, two days. There you go. Thank you, live, live in the studio audience. Uh, two days removed from, quite frankly, and, I, and I, I said this after the game on the Eagles postgame show. This might be the worst loss that, that, that I can remember around here in a while. You know, I think back to that Chip Kelly final year. Detroit. I remember the game in Detroit. That was terrible. The Miami Dolphins game that year. Yep. That I think was I, didn't the Cardinals beat them at home that year too? Did the Cardinals yeah. beat them that yeah. year too? Well, there's the, the other game is uh, the one in New Orleans where they lost. Like, oh, yeah. To I forgot about that one. Yeah, you're but right. I think the difference with this loss. That was 18, right? That, that was, was 18. 18, yeah. Was 18, yeah. yeah. The difference is they had so much to play for in this game. Right. Like I know, And it was at home. It felt like the two seed was wrapped up. Clearly it was not because you look at the opponents. I mean, to go from two to five is such a massive blow to their playoff chances. It doesn't mean they can't do it, but if we were doing this show today, and let's say they had won that game by a field goal, but everyone still feels bad about how they played. Right. Being the two seed and getting two games at home would have been huge for this team. Dude, have you, have you heard the way these players have sounded? I mean, listening to Jordan Mylotta today, I felt bad for the big fella. I almost I told him to take the night off. Yeah. Yeah, he got to come back and sit here for another hour of this later on tonight. You got Hugh Douglas down his throat. You know, he'll, be, he'll be throwing all type of paws. Yeah, yeah he'll be throwing all type yeah. of my bad. Yeah, my bad. First I never know when to take too. the yeah, well, yeah, jump where the there. line is on that. No, no, there's no line. I mean, you yeah. know, yeah. I, you Just know. call it where, where it is. I was saying, but I said that Sunday, man, like, man, this is one of the worst losses that I, I've – and I think because of the expectation, being at home, what was at stake, the opportunity to have the number two seed, host two playoff games. Like, we basically gave all that away Sunday to a five – what is it, five and nine, five and ten team? I think only four wins now. Yeah, four wins. Is that what they were? I think now they have four. Oh, that's right. I they think going into the game, three. they had three. Yeah. Right, they had three going into the game. So, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I think – and that, that was a real live gut punch. Uh, I did say this is the afternoon show, and it's brought to you by Chickies and Pete's. Go where the players go. Chickies and Pete's is the only place to watch all the Eagles playoff action. Find the location near you. Just go to chickiesandpeats.com, and we got you covered uh, here today, wall-to-wall, um, with the reaction to Sunday's game. Not only to Sunday's game, and really less about Sunday's game. It's really looking forward and mm-hmm. what this team is going to be moving forward. This upcoming Sunday game, I don't even know how important it is to everyone. Is it important that they look good? I guess so. You want to feel good going into the postseason Elliot, real quick before we get back to the phones, let me throw this out there to you, along with a lot of the other things that we've talked about. Have you given up on Coach Nick Sirianni? I think most people (laughs) uh, have at this point, but I think that's a lot more emotion than that is practical thinking. I agree. uh, When it comes to Nick Sirianni, as you and I have not given up on Coach. And then when you look at A.J. Brown, his frustration, the source of it, where is it being directed, and whether or not it's a good thing. 
you know, some people that agree with him, like, yeah, I understand why people are fr- – I mean, why A.J.'s frustrated. Look at this offense. Look what they're doing, especially that, that second-to-last uh, series of the game. I know we were all frustrated with the offensive play calling there as uh, it looked like they were just being too conservative. And, and Coach Sirianni, after the game, initially said he didn't think they were being conservative. Well, yeah, I was gonna. I wanted to ask you because I think in the moment, and I'm speaking for myself here too. Yeah. When you're watching it, you're like, "What are they doing?" Two mm-hmm. quarter, quarterback draws, a, 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 a screen to the receiver there, and I think that in the moment of where it was added to the frustration, they were in the process of blowing the game. The defense was really struggling, so I understand in in watching it like the frustration. I can speak for myself. Two days later, I don't view it as negatively as I did at the time, and I'm curious where you fall on it because. They have the one play to A.J., 18 yards over the middle, like they're moving the ball. The penalty, and Jordan said this himself, the yeah. penalty was killer yeah. there. So you fall yourself, you, you don't find yourself first and 20. They call the quarterback draw, which has been a good play for them this year. The second down play, it was a, just a disaster, right? Like it was not well executed. The play call didn't seem good. But I do think we're probably being a little too harsh of that three-play sequence. I think there was a lot of logic for what they did on at least two of those three plays and they had that big play to A.J. Do you view it any differently now, or do you still feel that was – I mean, that's being looked at as like a reason to fire Sirianni by some people. Yeah, which is, is, is just totally overreacting. Um, something about the, the beginning of that drive that had me already in the mindset that are, are we playing for a field goal here, or why aren't we trying to score a touchdown? And, and I sort of thought that's where it was at. So I go back. I look at the first and ten play. You got Swift up the middle for a run. The Arizona call a timeout there. Yeah, it looks like Arizona mm-hmm. called a timeout there. This is after the onside kick. This is after the onside yeah. kick. Yeah. Then I got a short pass to AJ for 18 yards. Yeah, over the middle. You got that one. And it's first and ten. And now I got another Swift run. Now you get the holding call, right? Mm-hmm. On, uh, well, it negates the run. Yeah, yeah, it negates the run, so you get the holding call on Jordan Malata, and now it's first and 20, and you're at the 30. Here's what I'm saying there. So from that point right there, it's the play calls that you made. Like, why are we running quarterback-designed runs there? you got to give me a chunk play in there somewhere. Something that says I'm trying to score a touchdown here versus I'm trying to eat up clock mm-hmm. because that's what those two plays – Look like that you were more concerned with forcing the Cardinals and use Sirianni the timeouts. Basically said that, yeah, yeah, forcing the Cardinals use the timeouts and eating up the clock versus being aggressive and trying to score. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that- you got to read the defense. You got to read the defense. Your defense, I'm saying, and how they've been playing all game. They hadn't stopped the Arizona Cardinals all game except for the one interception. Yeah, I, I think the the mistake they made there, in my opinion, isn't more so the play calls themselves. It's the the philosophy of saying, I need to kill clock right now. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I mean, they had the big play to AJ. And then on third down, you don't want to stop the clock. But I do think they seemed a little too preoccupied with trying to burn time as opposed to, to your point, like you could say that the way they did it, they're protecting their defense by allowing less time on the clock. You're saying you would have gone about it, and it, it maybe is the smarter way of saying, no, my defense is struggling. I need a touchdown right here. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the way I would have looked at it. But, you know, hindsight, we get the, we get the, uh, the benefit of having hindsight on, on these sort of situations. But Nick Sirianni said yesterday that maybe they could have been more, more aggressive, aggressive there. Yep. So that lets me know that after a little more time to think about it and go back through the scenario, that that's one of the things that came up with. And I was, I was actually happy to hear him say that because I agree with him. Let's go back to the phones. Go out to California. Christopher, what's up, brother? Welcome to the afternoon show. Yo. What's up? Yo, you can hear me? All right. Hey, uh, What's up, Chris? I was on hold for a while. Anyway, um, let me see. Where, Did where you forget what there? you wanted to say while you were on hold? You want me to put you back on hold? Uh, no, you know what? I, it's because you guys were talking about as far as um, the play calling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, why the play calling is the way it is or why it is going. I just have a theory uh, as far as what, what possibly could happen. I feel like maybe Jalen has AJ Brown's ear because they're they're you know they're homies, they're best friends or whatever. Um, I'm thinking maybe you know with that whole little meeting that Jordan Maialata has you uh, said that they have going on, and then what you uh, Elliot Sherparks is saying like um, the reason why Brian Johnson's the OC is because of Jalen Hurts. So 
So maybe they're, they 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 lost faith in uh, Nick Sirianni, and uh, you know pretty much they they they're colluding maybe against Nick Sirianni get that get that dude fired, and they're gonna put Brian Johnson as the head coach. What's your thought on that? I mean, it would be a bold move to tank an entire season to get to get uh, Sirianni fired. I, I I don't think that is what's happening. Which is not going to work. So yeah. right, yeah. I I don't. I mean, do you think the players don't like Sirianni? We, I, we I do the players lounge every week. I'm around, I, I don't, don't get, get that the sense. sense that they don't like him. I, I don't get that sense, man. And that's why when we were talking about AJ earlier, I wonder if this is just an AJ frustration thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Devontae's a young player, and I know he's he. He sort of gave off a little bit that he's frustrated. But to me, and this is why it's great when these players speak, he, he spoke about it from the standpoint of his own performance, the offense's performance, not necessarily from a play caller's. Well, his, his play, frustration play came across as more as, I just want the team to play better as a whole. Right. Yeah, it was. And even, look, Devontae even said, you know, him and A.J. might have two different answers as to what's frustrating them. So... And that's what I'm saying about with A.J. So it, it, it appears it could be A.J. is frustrated with the offense. And I don't know how you sort of decipher it being selfish or not. Because when a receiver is not happy with the offense, it's because he's not getting the ball. Right. Well, he's yeah. So it's not like he's not happy with the offense because it's being spread around to everyone else. Mm-hmm. But when you only get one target in the second half like he got Sunday – and then that final sequence of plays that we just went over and he's seen walking off the field shaking his head, it does lead people to believe that he's frustrated with the play calling. And, and I, do think, I do think A.J.'s heart is in the right place. Like, I think he wants to, to win, and he feels, and you hear players say this, when a team's losing, players feel even more like they want the ball because they want to be that difference maker. And yeah. he feel, but I think the one target thing, they just didn't have a lot of plays. They didn't have the ball. They yeah. didn't have the ball a ton. And then now Nick probably erred in the side of being a little too conservative with running the ball late. But also with how the defense was playing, I don't know. I understand him wanting to kill clock. So if this was a one-week thing or a two-day thing, I, I guess I could say, with AJ, then maybe you go, okay, that you know, somewhat understandable. But he didn't talk after they beat the Giants. And I just think that gives the wrong message of where the locker room is when, when your captain is so frustrated after a win that he can't even speak. I certainly believe it would, it would. I think it would relieve a lot of pressure and tension surrounding the head coach, the offense in general, if someone of age, if AJ sort of came out. And again, sometimes you have to be politically correct. That's 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 what we do yeah. in this business as players. Nobody's coming out and being brutally honest every week. If a coach did that, he'd get fired. If a coach came out and said, "No, you should catch the ball. Right. No, you should have ran this route." No, what the coach does is he comes out and he takes it on the chin for the team. Like Andy used and, to do. Yes, and says, I have to do better. So if A.J. is frustrated, okay, you get past that frustration, and then you come out, you regroup and say, listen, things haven't been going the way we want them to go, but I still believe in this team. I still believe in what we're doing. We still got a chance to accomplish our goals. I'm all in 100%. Like, I, I, I just think mm-hmm. that alleviates a lot of the pressure around Nick Sirianni having to get up there and speak. Players having to answer questions about frustration with the offense. Yep. You hear Jordan. Jordan, I'm asking Jordan that question. He's right. I've asked him that every week. Yeah. And I've asked him that every week, and it becomes frustrating when they can't necessarily give an answer. What or they the, can't fix what they know the answer is. Right. Right. So it's – man, I, I tell you, and he's not going anywhere, nor should anybody want him to go anywhere. But what you do want is that in tough times, you want everybody to present a unified front that the same message is coming out from all of your most impactful players, your leaders on the team that are speaking up. Like, that's what you want, a unified front. Yeah, and I think that's why, again, what he says to an extent isn't super important, and I know that sounds counterintuitive for asking him to talk. It's more just about the image of him being out there and showing publicly that Solidarity. he's supporting the yes, team. Sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, I'm with you. Let's get back to the phones. Uh, Kenny from the 3030. He's up. What's up, Kenny? Uh, no, from the very angry, dirty, thirty, okay. furious, furious. Talk it's to I, me, brother. You play defense. Tell me how a defensive player isn't basically putting his head between his. I mean, that was the worst defensive performance I've seen out of this Eagles team. And I can't remember. They couldn't stop anybody. I think I could have put a high school team out there and they would have scored on them. Mm. I. 70-yard drives, 75-yard drives, 80-yard drives, 65-yard drives. 
The only time we stopped them is with an interception and when the game ended. Yeah. They're yeah, I, I, that wasn't I, the greatest show on turf. No, well, see, and here's the thing. I'm with you on this. The, the, the defense, I am wondering, obviously some of it has to do just with the personnel, whether or not guys are good enough. And, and I'm speaking as a whole. Certainly there are individual players that are, have played well at times this year, but as a unit, they don't seem to be connected as a unit. They don't seem to be playing uh, as a unit, and they certainly aren't being in a position where they can make plays. I, this has less to do with Matt Patricia. I think that was a sort of desperation move to try to get some things corrected and changed. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how the players reacted to that from a personal standpoint. They seem to be all on board with it first couple of weeks, and I don't know what the hell happened Sunday. This is why I give the players more blame, Kenny, because that wasn't some complicated offensive scheme they went up against. They just ran the ball right at us. Like, that wasn't that – wasn't, that's mano y mano. That's I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna line up yeah. and whoop you every play. I mean that's and what they, they that, that's what they did. And it's and interesting Gannon thought he could come in and do that. Yeah. Like Gannon knows those defensive players. And Gannon basically just came in and said, We'll be able to run on them. Yeah. Like, that's pretty telling as to what he thinks of that, you know, to defense. <laughs> well, and well, plus he, he probably realizes there's some familiarity with some schemes he had. Mm -hmm. And like you say, he's looking at the personnel and he's saying, well, let's see if they want to stop the run. Yeah. And, and, and Elliot, this drove me crazy. All year, actually for two years, we run this wide receivable bub bubble screen. This doesn't work. The Cardinals ran it three times, thrown it to some guy I never heard of, and they got minimum eight yards on it. Yeah, Kenny, we must Kenny, be tipping it off. There's got to be something that we do that every team knows we're going to run it. So I, I would, it's the yeah. worst play. I would definitely say I'm more in the camp of the coaches have been okay and the players have been, you know, part of the issue. The wide receiver screen that they run is the most frustrating thing they do on offense because it never works. Has there been a single time this year where they've gotten a big play out of the wide receiver screen? But they do it constantly. And they really been doing Remember if you uh, week one, 2021, Sirianni's first year, they come out on that first drive – and Quez gets, like, four catches that are, that are screens. Like, they've always loved this play. I'm not sure what it is they like about it, though, because it feels like they never get positive yardage out of it. I wonder – I look at this offense, and we talk about the big play, right? We don't have that vertical threat. You know, Quez is a disaster. Anytime you throw him the ball, something bad is going to happen. So he's supposed to be your deep threat. We don't have a speed guy. Well, they basically bench Quez, too, and, and Julio's. Well, yeah, you see what happened in Seattle. No, no, I know, but to your point, they don't have a ton of speed on yeah. the field because yeah. Julio's – and Julio did have th two touchdowns last uh, week. Julio. Yeah, but, but he's not a speed option down the field. So, and, and I bring that up to say as a, as a play designer, if you got someone that at least puts, puts a little bit of a scare into your, to the opposing team's defense – they have to back up a little more mm -hmm. because they're worried about the ball getting thrown over their head, and that's going to leave windows in the middle of that defense 15 to 25 yards down the field where you can make plays. We just It's almost like, like Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill runs down the field. He's taking three people with him. Next thing you know, you got people coming across the middle of the field wide open. We don't have that. Like, A.J.'s a great receiver, but he's not a burner. As great as Devontae is as a receiver – He's not a burner. He's more 50-50 catches down the field. Yeah. He does make plays down the field, but to your point, he doesn't have that electric elite speed. To where you make, yeah. make DBs back up or safeties yep. back, back up from, from or being afraid that you're going to throw the ball over their head. That may be something they need to desperately look into this offseason. It's finding a speed receiver to add to this add to this offense. Yeah, I mean, that's why at the deadline I said I would have gone out and tried to get a Jerry Judy or somebody that would upgrade your number uh, your number you three, three receiver guy. spot. Yeah. And yeah. look, we, we haven't really talked about it, but Devontae being on crutches in a boot, they might be down to just AJ and for their first playoff game. Yeah. Like, I think Devontae will probably play, but it certainly is no guarantee if he's still in crutches in a boot today, like two days after the game. No, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. Um, he's a tough kid. We'll see, but those ankle injuries, especially for a wide receiver yep. or a DB, I just don't see. Man, and then you wonder how effective he'll right. be even if he's out there. So that's difficult. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Corey in Columbus. What's up, C? My guy, EST. What up, Corey? What up, Ike? What's up, C? Hey, Ike, I don't like to bring up old stuff, but remember, you know, I, 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 was, I was telling you, you know, our old partner, Johnny Marks, when I was telling y'all we should have drafted Jackson Smith and Jigba, 
last year, you know, everybody was laughing at me, but you know, <laughs> he, he 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 used that speed against you know Bradbury against us, but you know that's a conversation for a different day. But look, hey, this is <laughs> yes. what I feel about with Sirianni. One thing with the Eagles and with our fan base, what we got to stop doing is we got to stop whenever things go bad, want to fire everybody. Listen. Doug Peterson took us to the Super Bowl. We won a Super Bowl. We moved on from him two years later. He had a down stint. Now, Sirianni, we're having a 12-win season. We're, we're kind of spiraling, but we want to fire him. Like, like that, that doesn't seem like a good organization. That every time things get bad, oh, we just want to fire the guy. Don't let him fix it. And this is what's funny. We as fan base want to fire the guy because they think he was going to go out and hire Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin, they're not going to do that. They're going to hire another guy like Nick Sirianni, mm -hmm. another guy like Doug Peterson, and then they're going to be mad again. So why not just let this guy be better? Hopefully we can get him new coordinators in here next year and fix that. But the whole firing thing, I feel like that's an overreact. Like firing a guy after a 12-5 and five season is crazy. It's, it's, now, it's, it's three straight playoff appearances, by the way, yeah. Right. Like, and a, coming off a Super Bowl appearance. Now, let's get on these players. These players sound like they've already given up. But yep. I really don't have no hope on who we play. We could play the Carolina Panthers right now, and I don't even know if I would pick us to win. I might. <laughs> yeah, but, we're not but the that way, bad. <laughs> but, 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 the way, but it's just the way that the players are carrying themselves. Like, BG, he's a positive guy, Kelsey. But, like, you can only say, like, eventually, they're like, oh, we're going to get this fixed. I, we're close. We're close. Yep. BG, we in week 18, buddy. I love you. Corey, Corey do, you, do, you th do you think that can change? Because to your point, I was kind of holding out hope, like, all right, you know, you go to Seattle, maybe you get a win there and it can change. And obviously they lost that game. But then they, they play New York, they put up 33 points, they get a win. They still, they still seemed, like, despondent after that. Do you think their attitude can change or are you kind of resigned to this is who they are? I think they can change. Like, somebody literally needs to go. Like, they, they need – they need somebody like a Malcolm Jenkins. They need somebody like a B-Dog that's going to get respect. And, and, and obviously ain't nobody going to slap nobody. But you need to be like, listen, we 12 and 5. Yep. Yeah, we playing bad, but we could still go win the Super Bowl. A.J. Brown, I get it. You upset, buddy. But I need you. Jalen Hurts, I need you. I need you, big play Slay. I need y'all. We going to win a Super Bowl because of y'all. I get it. The, the, the coaches, y'all upset with the coaching. But we need y'all. We're not going to win. The coaches coach. I need A.J. Brown. I need Hurt. I need Devontae and DeAndre Swift. Them are the boys that's going to win. I need them to dial back in. We could be 12-5 and five after Sunday, and we're giving up. Let that sink in. We could be like, I get it. We are playing bad. And, and everybody's upset because of the pressure of the fans in the city that we are putting on it. But they need to circle together. Forget us. Don't worry about us. We need right. y'all to band together because y'all can do it. Y'all have to. We, we won a Super Bowl with, I'm not even trying to be funny. We won a Super Bowl with probably, I'm not going to say less talent on the defensive side. Maybe not less. But I'm not going to say it was way more defensive talent on that team right. than we have now. It's now, an interesting people point. might have been yeah. playing better at the time. Sure, but yeah. We want Jalen Mills and Ronald Darby and Patrick Robinson was our starting cornerback. Come on, y'all. We had Danelle Ellerby as the starting linebacker. Yeah, and oh, we no, that wasn't all Super season, Bowl. though. But it was in the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was. was. I remember that. Yeah. That was like a trivia question. I, I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Danelle Ellerby. I don't think he registered a tackle in that game. No. Yeah. Well, there weren't many matter tackles. Matter of fact, I was well, we remember Malcolm football. Jenkins' tackle. Yeah, he got to do it one big one. But, <laughs> but, but Corey is right. Like that, and I think that's what's so frustrating about the team in general is they can still do this, but they're making it harder on themselves, it feels like. Yeah. Than it has to be. Yeah. And, and, and you hear the veterans, and listen, the guys like BG, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher, Lane, guys that have been around, it's not that they aren't still great leaders and have the right attitude. It's whether or not those guys are following. Those younger guys, are they listening? Mm -hmm. Do they believe? Because sometimes, you know, you can get the veterans that are trying to lead, and you're that young guy in the back like, oh, yeah, go ahead on, old head. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 I hear you being positive, but I ain't right. feeling that right now. Right. They're, they're not like friends or hanging yeah, out. Yeah, right? and, and, and there's, listen, sometimes, especially with the veterans that we have now, you're talking about double-digit years. There's a gap there. 
between some of these yeah, guys. Like 13, 14 years older than some right. of these rookies. So, yeah, some of these guys that are coming in. So you wonder how much they, they, they hang on to that messaging from those leaders. Now listen, this is the Afternoon Show. We're at Chickies and Pete's in South Philly. Make sure you join us live tonight for the Brandon Graham Show coming up at 6 o'clock and the Players' Lounge that continues throughout the Eagles' playoffs. We'll be here tonight. BG will be here at 6. Jordan Mailata will be here at 7. And listen, we're going to continue to break this thing down. And I, I just – I look at the team moving forward, Elliot, before we go to break. I, I just – how do we – I just don't understand how we got to this part, man. Like, we were 10-1 and one, coming off a great victory, arguably the game of the year, the Eagles and Buffalo, overtime win. Yeah. And a month later, this is where I'm at. Like, this is – we're talking about firing coaches. We're, we're, so we want to get rid of everybody. We've already, we've already demoted one coach. Mm-hmm. Like, it, a lot has happened in the six weeks since that Buffalo Bills game, man. And I just – I can't believe this is where we are. I'll tell you what, Dan Wilson is here to make us feel better. Oh, Coming up on the that. other side, Dan Wilson will have his top five and five. Buzz, you ready? Oh, yeah, it's Accountability Tuesday. Oh, Accountability oh. Tuesday. Love it. Love it. Everybody Keeping the theme needs to, of the top five Yes, strong, everybody needs to be held accountable. There'll be no damn game balls given out tonight. And we got Sixers tonight. Sixers taking on the Bulls. Best team in the there city. There you go. Are you, the, the Flyers are the best team in the city Okay, right fine, now. yeah. <laughs> Don't hate on the Fly guys, man. Orange and black. The barn is hot. Okay, that's way too many. It's a new era of orange. Hockey yeah. cliches I'm throwing out there. So I didn't see how, what else you had there, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you were getting towards your, your Oh, yeah, I definitely there, have yeah. a limit as to yeah, what I can roll yeah. out there. For sure. Elliot Shore Parks, Ike Reese, we're doing the afternoon show today. We got Buzz's top five and five coming up on the other side here. Now, the NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Now, that's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. I really like the FanDuel app. It's easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, just like live, same-game parlays. How about finding bets in the new Explore tab? How about this? Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That's the best way to find the popular parlays and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash Ike and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL.